I like to look at mentors as kind of like a bank account and a bank, uh, an actual bank. So you gotta, you gotta put, you gotta make a deposit in that bank if you want to have, if you want the bank to give you money back, right? You have to give a little bit to receive a little bit. Go, always go thinking with like the the mentality of being a giver, not a taker. Understand what these mentors like. What are their interests? You know, what are simple little things? Do your research on these mentors. Reach out to them, be unique, make a video, send them a letter, send them a small little gift to show your appreciations. Position yourself, do something to stand out that other people will not go the extra mile to do. Hey guys, Abel here with the Sustainable Cell Development Podcast. As you can see, I'm experimenting with some Latino music here, maybe because the spring is coming and I feel more and more Latino myself. And in this episode, I have on with me Eric and Chris Martinez from dynamicduotraining.com, which is an online fitness and personal development resource and coaching service. They have published several books, such as The Four Pillars of Becoming More Dynamic Within Fitness, The Ultimate Cardio Guide, or the 12 Weeks to Build Your Best Booty book. They also have an awesome podcast where they interview some amazing people from the fitness industry. Couple of examples here would be Eric Helms, Lyle McDonald, Lane Norton, Greg Knuckles, Brad Schoenfeld, so you get the point. And they ask a lot of kind of unconventional and personal development related questions from them, such as how their typical days look like, what books they read, what their morning routines look like, so that you can get a really nice outlook on what makes these people successful and what their life philosophies are, so to speak. So I really love their podcast almost as much as I love mine. And basically, I listen to all the episodes they put out and I highly recommend that you do too. So in this podcast, we cover a lot of things that can come very handy to anyone who is interested in getting into the fitness industry, finding their niche, become an authentic communicator and marketer. So if you have such ambitions, you definitely want to listen to this. We also talked about some cool stuff related to productivity, personal development, and how you can find a mentor, as well as their new book, The New Era of Fitness, which you can find at theneweraoffitness.com. And I will also link to it in the show notes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Chris and Eric Martinez. And without further ado, let's go to the interview. Chris and Eric Martinez, thanks for tuning in. And yeah, how's it going, guys? It's going great. Uh, thank you so much for having us on. Uh, it's always a pleasure, you know, just having the ability to go on someone else's podcast and sharing some of our wisdom, some of our knowledge. So thank you very much for inviting us. Yeah, thank you so much. No, definitely. And uh, I, I imagine or I, I hope that a lot of people who listen to my stuff will be familiar with you. I, I definitely recommend basically every podcast that you put out and, and also watch some of your instructional fitness uh, videos. So but but those people who may not be familiar with you, what is Dynamic Duo Fitness? And yeah, basically, what is your work consisting of mainly? Yeah, so right now with the Dynamic Duo Training, um, it, it's basically an, an online training coaching business. And right now what we're trying to do is blend a lot of lifestyle coaching, personal development, and mentality coaching along with the fitness uh, aspect of it within training, nutrition, because we've learned over the years, uh, the past five years working with clients, that there's so much more to just uh, giving somebody um, a training program and a nutrition program. You know, it's just uh, 
it, it's a whole lifestyle thing. It's a mentality thing. And I think too, just uh, everybody should be working on themselves as far as personal development so they can enhance everything and they can get better results. So that's why we're trying to move into the new era of fitness and why we wrote our book, The New Era of Fitness as well. Cool. Yeah. And we will definitely t touch on that. But so, yeah, as you mentioned, your your focus is, is fitness and personal development, which is which is really awesome. That's that's part of the reason why I really love your your work. But so um, how did you even get into fitness in the first place uh, before you turned this into a profession and a career for yourself? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll let you take that away. Yeah, so <clears throat> how this all started was basically, <clears throat> you know, we used to be in the sports our whole lives. Uh, we used to play soccer and basketball all throughout um, elementary school, middle school, and high school. And then we lost our father senior year of high school. And after that, uh, for, for about one or two years, we were just two angry twins, you know, so very angry twins with big eyebrows just walking the streets. <laughs> and, you know, we just, uh, we were so angry, we were so lost, you know, because we lost our father, we had no guidance, he was our mentor, our ultimate provider. And so we, we had to turn to something to alleviate that pain. So we found the weight room. And that weight room really, really kind of just alleviated a lot of that pain, you know. So that was the first start. The second start was uh, finding our mentor, our first mentor, Dr. Lay Norton. So working with him for five years, kind of uh, being guided under him, uh, we just kind of found uh, what we what our true gift was. And that's just kind of helping people out, serving people through training, nutrition, lifestyle coaching, and, and overall just developing, you know, their um, true gifts that they have as people and unlocking that and then having them thrive throughout their lives. Right. So, so when you when you say that you were mentored by him, and, and I mentioned this, or I've heard you mentioning this a couple of times with a couple of guests that you've had. I think also with um, with Menno Henselmans, you mentioned something similar. Does it mean that you were coached by him in a coaching client basis, or or how how did that look like? Yeah, we were actually coached by Lane for five years, and this is kind of when he was kind of up and coming with his brand and who he was becoming, so we caught him at an early time um, in his career, but yeah, he was uh, our coach for five years, and very, very thankful and blessed for everything that he taught us, and I mean, just there's, not, there's nothing but great things to say about Lane, so yeah, we're very thankful for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's one thing that I always tell people that you want to be coached by people if you can afford it. This is per basically the best investment that you can have for your money is to be coached because it's not only the, the actual information, but you basically get a mentor for yourself and someone that you can learn so much from. So, that, so that's awesome that you had exposure to that. But so when I'm looking at your website, I see that you have a lot of products, um, various books that you've wrote. Uh, also, you have instructional videos. So you are obviously fitness guys, but what would you say is your niche or your specific territory within the fitness world? Yeah, I think our niche is pretty much, uh, it's been females, to be honest, and uh, forever, for whatever reason, but it's great. We, we took on that challenge. We know kind of what our niche is now, and it's, it's, it's anywhere from maybe like beginners to intermediates to advanced athletes. So that's kind of what we really enjoy about our services is we coach everybody from every demographic. So, you know, we have high level athletes. Uh, we have, you know, people that just want to look good naked, quote unquote, and just really just enhance their confidence develop their their physique and then we have those beginners where they're just barely building those foundations and want to just you know transition into a whole lifestyle with it so uh, yeah you know our niche is you know generally females we do have males as well too but anywhere from I would say 20 to you know about 50 years old is the, the target demographic right so uh, did this kind of come about by chance or did you like 
it was this like a strategic move or or did was this something that you discovered that your expertise is most suitable for that's a great question. Uh, I think it just happened just by, by chance. You know, we, we first started off just getting some females to trust us with our uh, coaching skills once we started launching our business. And we got them really good results. So I think that once, you know, we started putting those transformations viral before and after pictures, um, you know, mentioning we've been coached by high level mentors and coaches and them just giving, you know, us referrals and spreading the word, it just kind of took off, uh, you know, and maybe it was something with that has to do with our big eyebrows that the, <laughs> the women just really liked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, just for whatever reason, it's just, uh, it's always been females. And then once we knew that we started kind of like, you know, looking into more programming for females and like, you know, glue enhancements. We wrote a book on this about like, you know, it's called, you know, how to build your best booty. So uh, we just really got really fascinated by the science of like glute training through even Brett Contreras' work. And we started kind of like tailoring programs and, and certain videos and things towards, you know, more like more female based. Right. Yeah. And I've actually seen the cover of your book, the build your best booty. That, that, that is a beautiful booty on that cover. Like, I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. And, and and also I've seen your video on the, um, what is it, the pull through that was very popular on YouTube. So yeah, great instructional video. I recommend people to check it out. But um, so um, let's let's talk a little bit about your podcast. So um, I noticed a couple of reoccurring themes on this. So you interview people from the fitness industry and you ask questions like, what is your morning routine or, or how does your day typically look like? What is the general, like, what is the mission behind it? What is it that you're trying to discover with yeah, uh, that's actually a great question. And <clears throat> that's the thing. When we first started our podcast, you know, we wanted to sit there and, and see what the unique angle is going to be, because I think too many people put out um, a podcast without a, a big vision, you know, going into it and having a unique angle within it. And I think in the fitness industry, uh, it is saturated with the same type of uh, theme with just asking training nutrition questions. And I think that's great, you know, because I've learned a lot through podcasts and I'm not putting people down that do that. But we didn't want to be another person asking training nutrition questions. You know, we do that through our videos, through our books, um, ebooks, articles, everything like that. So we didn't want to saturate it with a, a podcast. So that's why, you know, the, the personal development side of things really brought some good concepts into, you know, we should have a podcast that is built upon uh, these people in the fitness industry, what their lives are like, you know, how did they get from point A to point Z? You know what I mean? What struggles did they go through? What kind of adversity did they face? What learning experience did they have? Who were some key mentors that they had? So we want to dig deep into these people and figure out, you know, what what was it that made them so su successful and, and get to where they're at today instead of just asking them the same thing like, hey, what's your philosophy on training? You know, what's uh, the mechanism behind, uh, you know, protein, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And our, and our whole, like, vision and goal with the podcast is to really just, you know, shift people with that movement of the new era of fitness because – in the book, we talk about training, nutrition, and personal development principles uh, that everybody can use and start now. So that's why we're trying to move you know, our podcast, which is called The Dynamic Lifestyle, more towards that new era of fitness and show people that there's a new way to do things. You, know, you don't have to look at you know, fitness and training and as, a, as like under a microscope in black and white, that there's much, much more to that. You look at the bigger picture with it. So that's what we're trying to do within our podcast. Awesome. So um, obviously, when we are talking about personal development and success and productivity and all of these things, then obviously, there is not one recipe that will work for everyone. But with your questions and what you have discovered from your guests on your podcast, um, 
were there kind of some general themes or reoccurring kind of routines and rituals, anything that seemed to be like kind of a common denominator between all these successful people that you've interviewed that you kind of that kind of caught your eye? Absolutely. And that's that's what I love about, you know, being the interviewer, because (laughs) I'm always going to catch one good golden nugget no matter what. And I've caught on to, you know, with all of our, you know, guests is pretty much that everybody has had some sort of, you know, sticking point or or setback in their life, Mm -hmm. whether that was, you know, a tragedy, an obstacle, adversity or plain old fear. Or maybe they thought that they were going to be criticized, you know, by their peers, their family. Um, It's a huge trend, you know, and this is something I talk. This is why we're so big on mindset, because if your mentality is not there, you can't develop a, a relentless mindset with the men then it's going to be tough for you to push past, you know, Mm -hmm. those barriers, those walls, the adversity that comes up in the way. I mean, it's part of life. So that's one thing I think I've caught on with all of our guests that every person has gone through some sort of adversity or they've questioned themselves at one point, like, hey, is this really what I should be doing? And is this my true calling in life? This guy stole everything out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and actually, I want to get back to some of those uh, those themes later, because uh, because I want to ask some of the questions that you asked your 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 interview, like the people that you interviewed, because it will be interesting to hear your take on it. But, you know, when we talk about the fitness industry, as we know, it's a very competitive field. It's a very saturated field. A lot of people are trying to get into it and you have managed to be successful in it. And you also talk to a lot of people who are successful in it. what, what would you say are some of the things that kind of make people who are successful in the fitness industry successful and what differentiates them from those who, are, who, who don't become successful? Yeah, um, that's, a, that's another good question, too. Good question. And I, I think there's no really like black and white answer with this or right or wrong answer. I just think that um, a lot of it, if you kind of look at it, some of it is chance, some of it is um, luck, some of it is because they have a strong vision, a strong mission. Um, there's so many different factors within it. I, I, I wish I could sit here and give you guys like a clear cut, dry answer saying that, well, it's because, um, you know, they went to school or, you know, they had this mentor or they got hundred clients results. You know, I just don't really believe in that. I just think that a lot of it is kind of cumulative to what they did. So a lot of things that they've done is they've done a lot of right things. And a lot of it has just been by chance or by just like an opportunity that came up or, you know, by, um, you know, them saying focus to their vision, their core values, their integrity. Um, So I think it's a lot of things, you know, um, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how to still like stand out and, you know, separate myself from from the the normal fitness crowd, because like you said, it is saturated, you know what I mean? And it's like you're always trying to figure out how to set yourself aside. But it's just uh, in today's society with social media, it's just uh, it's like a blessing and and a curse, too, you know, and it's just uh, a lot of consumers out there just they, they, they want the quick fix and they go out there for the cheapest type of, you know, price tag out there. So it doesn't matter sometimes like if you have all this schooling or if you've had these high level educated uh, mentors or something like that, they're going to go off of just by emotion. And if they have a connection with you, it could be the way that you talk. It could be the way that you dress. It could be the way that you motivate them. It could be the way that you look just the way you genetically like look with your body. That's going to like sit there and have them cling on to you. So everything else doesn't really matter sometimes, you know, and that's kind of the frustrating part. But at the end of the day, there's not much you can do, right? There's only certain things you can control and certain things you just can't control. Yeah. And I think too, really quick, just to add to that, you have to identify your strengths and weaknesses as a person. And you really have to, you know, understand what your niche is, what you're going after. And I think you have to stick to that religiously, you know, and and give yourself some time to to really, you know, tackle that and see what's happening. I mean, 
I'm a firm believer of experimenting in life and testing things out. So you have to test things out, give it a little bit of time, you know, collect that data. And if it's not working, you got to go back to the drawing board and figure something else out. Right. No, a gr great point. And, and also just, just to add another quick point on that, like if people look at the people that you've interviewed, like such a huge variety of personalities and niches and, and just kind of frameworks of how they approach this whole thing. I mean, you put together, put next to each other, Eric Helms and Lane Norton and Menno Henselmans and Brett Schoenfeld, like all seemingly very similar kind of niches and, and focuses, but at the same time, such different like approaches and personality types and, and how they market themselves. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it's very saturated, but at the same time, there's kind of an infinite way to kind of reinvent the wheel in, in a good way, in a sense. So um, a couple of uh, questions to the, to the end. And at the end, I want to ask you about your new book as well. So what has been kind of your biggest challenge up until now, uh, ever since you started out in the fitness industry? Anything that stands out in your mind? Yeah, I think a couple things. Um, just number one stands out is practicing patience. I think that's very, very difficult to do, especially in this day and age, uh, because everything's just constantly going. And, you know, you're trying to stand out. You're trying to get the spotlight on you and the attention on you. So there's times where your, your mind will shift and you're going to sit there and compare yourself to other people that are doing really well or they're, they're, they're making themselves, they're perceiving their life as this, this glamorous life on, on like Facebook, Instagram, social media, but really it's probably not like that. They're just making really good posts and you just have to sit back and you have to ground yourself and, and understand like what your core values are, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what unique gifts, you know, do you have to bring to the table? What are you blessed with? What can you do to, you know, make things different and make the place a better world? So I think uh, patience is huge for myself. That was one of my things where I had to just really just kind of just practice and I'm still practicing it today. So it's very difficult. I don't know about this guy here. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit impatient too, but he, he hit it pretty much on the nail. Right, right. No, I mean, patience and persistence. I mean, it's all the cliches, but some, some cliches came to be because they are absolutely true. So yeah, great, great points. Uh, other questions seemingly related, but is there something that you wish you had known when you started out in this whole uh, game and industry? Ooh, yeah, that, that's that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to say something like on the same uh, lines as of what you just asked. So this is great for your uh, your listeners to hear this because if I could have traveled back uh, when I first started, so about five years ago, six years ago when we started DDT, social media wasn't as big, you know. So right now, like I remember what I said about social media being um, a cursing and uh, a blessing, right? So for those starting a business right now, it's sort of a blessing because. You as long as it's, it'll be a blessing as long as you're not scared of spending money. Okay, so the, the thing I wish I would have done early on was spend more money on marketing, advertising, and hiring coaches because I'm a huge believer that in this day and age, if you want to be seen and you want to stand out, you're going to have to spend some money. You know, like to to get uh, Facebook ads going, to get your name out there, to get your blog out there, to get your podcast out there unless you need to have like a huge network, a Rolodex of people that are going to be like, okay, I'm going to share yours with no return. You know what I mean? So I would say the biggest thing is you're going to have to spend some money on marketing and advertising, or you're just going to have to spend money on coaches to accelerate the learning curve because you can sit there and say, you're going to do all this stuff by yourself and you're going to build up your business and you're following organically. But what I say to that is best of luck to you best of luck because it is very hard in this day and age without paying for advertising marketing hiring coaches to cut that learning curve in half 
Yeah, and I just want to add to that too. I think Chris is really spot on with that, and it really comes down to distribution. You know, distributing all your content, getting it out there viral, actually people knowing who you are, seeing what you could really you know do. What are your special gifts? And one thing too, I wish too that going back was that we had a lot of fear and we question ourselves a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think people nowadays too still have that. There's always going to be fear. There's always going to be like that question. It's like, why am I doing this? Am I meant to do this? But I think too, we, we really like played, we played ourselves short. You know, we were playing not to lose when we were starting our business, when we should have been playing to win the whole time and just taking bigger risks. You know, like Chris said, spending more money, investing on that, making bigger investments, you know, just for the return on investment coming back, whether that's, five years, which would be now, or five years down the road. So I think that a lot of people starting off businesses are just really playing not to lose and say, hey, I have a business and I'm a coach, but really, is it a successful business? Is it moving in the right direction? Are you making a return of investment? Are you helping others? Yeah, and and I totally understand some people, they have that fear that, oh, I'm gonna get in debt or I don't have money to spend on this type of stuff. And, And that's true a lot of the times, right? We don't have like, so a lot of us don't have 50K just laying around to invest in our business, invest into marketing stuff, right? But you know what? I'm a big believer where there's a will, there's a way. And you know, if you need to slap some of that stuff on a credit card, in my in my opinion, that is good credit, not bad credit, because you're you're sticking to your vision, you're building your business. This is something that you're passionate about, you truly love, and you truly believe that you're going to grow your business in the next five years, and that's going to return an investment. Oh wow, my, mind blown. So. <laughs> So speaking of that, were there some like from a business standpoint, a marketing standpoint, were there some important influencers for you guys that kind of helped you through this plateau or that you would recommend to other people who may be in that boat? Yeah, well, you know, Chris and I early on, too, we, we joined like, you know, small mastermind groups, mentorship things, because we felt like we were an, we felt we were like on an island starting off. And we were, we're the type of guys that were very, very approachable. We're very down to earth, humble. Um, so we'll reach out to anybody. You know, if we have a good idea, we're not afraid of rejection. So that was one really good trait about us. So when we had great ideas, like if we, for example, like three years ago, we came out with a $20 ebook on, you know, like flexible dieting or the, the booty one. And we reached out to Lane. We reached out to like three other people that have bigger followings. They're influencers. You know, they can get more reach. And we probably got rejected by like 20 of them. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, we took that chance. We, 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 we gave them a good, you know, business plan with it. And we said, hey, we'll split the commissions on the earnings. Just promote this. And a lot of people were on board with it. So that was a big break for us too, just getting that reach. And it was all by chance. You know, it's like you, you never know if someone's going to say yes or no, whether you take that chance and, and, and ask them. So, you know, I think that it's huge, you know, uh, with marketing. It's like you need help. You really, really do. You can't do it on your own, especially now nowadays, especially today, presently. It's just it's a whole nother game. And then some people just don't understand that. Right. And uh, I, I imagine that must have been kind of discouraging at the t- or it could have been easily discouraging when like 20 people said no to you, like right off the bat. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have thick skin, though. It's just that <laughs> you have to just be like, OK, that's fine. And just move on to the next one. Yeah. And just have the I don't give a shit type of mentality. Right. OK. So takeaway message here, like invest in your marketing and your reach out. And if you, even if you have to stack on some credit, that's that's better credit than it could be in other cases. Yeah, I mean, a, a perfect example is like, you know, if you need a website and you need to spend like 600 or $1,000 on a website and you don't have the money, well, you're going to have to slap it on a credit card, right? And that's good debt because you're building a foundation for your business to people that can reach out to you and eventually hire you and pay you money. You know what I mean? So Yeah. 
Absolutely. Cool. The next question, uh, also a steal from you guys. What are you doing currently personal development wise? Oh, that's a great question. So I'm always, I'm always reading the book. So I, I read a book every night for about 30 minutes. And usually that's on um, some sort of personal development, leadership, uh, business, personal growth, whatever it is. And I make sure to listen to um, a podcast every single day. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is, but as long as it's one podcast and in the morning, every single morning, I'm always reading some sort of like training or nutrition manuscript. So one paper a day. So that's kind of what I'm doing for self-development wise. Awesome. Well, what about your twin? <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, well, I'm, always, I'm always experimenting with different avenues of, uh, you know, personal development. I really believe in having a, a morning routine. That's just, that works out very well for me to set the tone for the day. So, uh, for me, I like to just, you know, get up in the morning, have my coffee, do a light stretch, uh, then, you know, read a book, read a, a manuscript, like Chris said, maybe it's like training, nutrition. Um, and then after that, I like to journal. I like to journal gratitude and just even practice, you know, just, uh, you know, living a life of abundance and prosperity, just really giving thanks for myself waking up each morning, having my health and having the ability to just go out there and, and make something happen every day. I mean, I think a lot of us overlook that small little trait. And if you can practice those things, you know, that are so simple in life, I think that it'll take you a long, a long way. And it will really just, you know, set your mind up for success each day. Right. Awesome. So related question then, how does, how does a productive day or no, you know what, like what were some of the habits or productivity habits that you picked up over the years that really helped you to kind of enhance your productivity and overall success output yeah and, and all, a lot of this came from um our life coach we had a life coach two years ago that we hired and that was something that we just wanted to test out as well too and we hired him for a year and honestly he he changed our whole life yeah. uh, so i have a lot of gratitude towards him but he taught us so many things about personal development and to see the bigger picture and it really really helped us going forward and that's why we're so so big on personal development these days and why we incorporate it into our coaching services but um, you know, he really taught us, you know, about <laughs> practicing habits, you know, that these habits, we all have bad habits, right? And it just, it takes time just to, to get out of those habits and to pick up a new habit. It takes a while too for your body to adjust, for you to adjust mentally. So you have to be patient with it. And uh, another thing is too, is just experimenting, self-experimentation with certain things, you know, put yourself in, in uncomfortable positions. You might not like it, but hey, then you could at least say, I tried this once and maybe it's for me and maybe it's not for me. So those are some really things that stuck with me. Just, you know, practice, building certain habits and just, you know, putting myself in uncomfortable positions. Yeah. And, and with myself, uh, what I like to do is the night before, I like to make a pretty much a to-do list, right? I call it the big ticket item list. So I'll have about maybe three to five big ticket items, where, which are tasks that need to get done, right? And it's like non-negotiable. I need to get those done. Um, and I found that if I do anything more than five of those things, I put too much pressure and kind of stress and anxiety on myself to always want to like mentally cross those things off. You know what I mean? So it just gets in the way of things. And, you know, I don't sit there and really have a life unless like I, I only have about five things to do. And I just make sure I get those done. So if something for you guys as listener or the listeners to do is just uh, plan out your day the night before and just do three to five big ticket items. So that way you don't put too much pressure on yourself, but you're still being very productive every single day. Yeah, no, that that's a brilliant tip. That that was a that it, almost the exact same thing has been a big big game changer for myself as well. So uh, just as we are approaching the end, uh, please tell us a little bit about your book, uh, New Era in Fitness. Is is that the title? That's right. Yeah, it's called the New Era of Fitness, and pretty much what it is is eight simple strategies. Uh, you know that are going to enhance your mindset, enhance your lifestyle. 
your, your sexiness, your, your confidence, uh, your body. So we talk about, you know, such chapters as like, you know, developing a relentless mindset, having a crystal clear vision, uh, developing habits. We have how to overcome adversity and turn the, turn them into blessings in disguise. We talk about training, nutrition. nutrition. We talk about, you know, the four pillars of life, health, wealth, love, and happiness. So there's a lot of good content in there and we put, you know, a lot of time and effort into it, you know, the last like year or so to put that together. And it's only a hundred pages, so it's not a bunch of fluff (laughs) in there. (laughs) It's straight to the point. Oh man, in in this day and age when people have shorter and shorter attention spans, that that's a big blessing. Yeah, and that's what we uh, kept in mind when we were writing this book. We're like, look, uh, we put ourselves in the reader's shoes. We're like, I don't like reading 200 to 300 page novel books. You know, I want like a hundred page book where it's very actionable, practical, and I can take those concepts and put them right into use. That's what we did with our book. Right. Yeah. And and as much as I love reading personal development books, as you know, a lot of them are like a hundred page of actual content and 200 pages of filler. Exactly. yeah, cool. So it sounds like it will be like a complete like manual for becoming like a superhuman. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool beans. So uh, kind of my last question, have there been any books or resources or anything like that that have been kind of like a big game changer for you or that you read or seen or heard some concepts in that made you like go like, aha, like, wow, that kind of thing? Yeah, for me, um, I mean, I could list a ton of books. Uh, I, I, I think it's more about having mentors, to be honest. Uh, you know, and one of our mentors um, has been Ty Lopez, if you know who that is. Oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and a lot of people, they, they give him a bad rap and they, they perceive him as this person just because they see him like with his YouTube videos and everything. But he knows his market and he knows how, how to sell to his market. So he's brilliant. But he's kind of opened up our eyes to just like, you know, other things, you know, and how to market yourself, you know, with a bigger picture within your uh, business, how to leverage it. Um, so I think mentors have been key. You know, I can name a bunch of our mentors as well, too. But, um, you know, Ty Lopez has been that one mentor where just he's just reframed a lot of like our th- a lot of my thinking and perspective on things when it comes to business and life as well. Yeah. And I would say, too, a, a big game changer for me, and I'm sure it's for Eric, too, is uh, when we made that decision, we when we first started, like for about two years straight, we went to nothing but like, you know, training nutrition conferences, like, you know, sports nutrition, strength and conditioning conferences. And, and they're all great. I, I, I would I would highly recommend them. And we've met a lot of people there. But it makes you just think in just a black and white way of just like training and nutrition, right? It doesn't open up your mind into different concepts. So we made a pact where we're like, you know what? We're not going to go to any training nutrition conferences for a full year. We're going to go to business conferences, marketing, self-development, digital marketing, whatever it is, right? And it's been an absolute game changer, an absolute game changer because we've stole so many different concepts from other people that are not even in the fitness industry and applied it to the fitness industry in our coaching. And I would sit here and, and not and be 100% honest, if we didn't go to those conferences, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast right now because, or have the knowledge that we have just because it's been that much of a game changer. So I highly recommend to you and your listeners, Go to retreats, go to conferences, you know, um, don't be afraid to go out there and spend some money, be around people, get different concepts from them and just enhance your overall thinking with everything. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that that's amazing advice. And, and I guess I didn't even think of asking this, but since you seem to go really pro on getting mentors, how would you like, maybe you could actually write a book on this, how to get a mentor, but, but before you do that, like how would like, what is like a generic or not not generic, a good way for people to find a mentor for themselves? A a couple of good tips when it's, when when you're trying to approach mentors. So you got to understand too, that 
I like to look at mentors as kind of like a bank account and a bank, uh, an actual bank. So you gotta, you gotta put, you gotta make a deposit in that bank if you want to have, if you want the bank to give you money back, right? So if you use that analogy that you have to give a little bit to receive a little bit, always go in that, go, always go thinking with like the the mentality of being a giver, not a taker. So that comes into position as well too, positioning yourself. You know, understand what these mentors like. What are their interests? You know, what are simple little things? Do your research on these mentors. Reach out to them. Be unique. Make a video. Send them a letter. Send them a small little gift to show your appreciations. Position yourself. Do something to stand out that other people will not go the extra mile to do. So I think that's a great way to, you know, get a mentor's attention. And then from there, once you have their attention, then it's all about just kind of putting yourself out there and telling them what you want. Yeah. Or go to a conference or a seminar where that, that mentor or person that you like and want to emulate his work and go meet him face to face, shake his hand and introduce yourself and build that relationship. Right. And I guess that also applies if you have like a coach like like. Blaine Norton in your case, then also kind of make an effort to be a good client, not not just an asshole who floods their inboxes with Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool guys. So it, you have shared some amazing insights and thank you so much. Just before we sign off, uh, please tell people where they can find you, what kind of services you have and any resources that you want them to check out. Yeah. So if you guys want to just visit our website, dynamicduotraining.com, um, that's all one word. And uh, that's pretty much where we have everything. You can find us on our social medias within all that. And if you want to get the book, uh, the URL is the new era of fitness.com. All one word. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. This was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was, it was great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great interview and great questions. Yeah. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Chris and Eric Martinez. As you could hear, two genuinely nice guys here. And just a couple of takeaways before you go. Number one is the idea of just being thick skinned and be willing to just run on pure belief at times. As you could hear, they had times when making their way in the fitness industry was really tough, but they just went for it. And yeah, that all sounds kind of cliche, but I think it will be one of those very cliche human qualities in the upcoming years that less and less people will be willing to do and put themselves through. So if you can be one of those few people who can cultivate this ability, you can do great things, I think. And the other thing that kind of struck me is the idea that you should look at mentors or people you look up to or just people in general like a bank account where you want to keep a balance and you want to give more things than what you take. And again, in this world where basically everybody is a taker and as we know, everybody is the center of their own universe, if you can make an effort to give and provide value for others, you will stand out very quickly. And this reminds me of Dale Carnegie's book that I started reading recently about winning friends and influencing people. This is one of the core concepts in this book that if you can be one of those individuals who is willing to consider in this world anything else apart from themselves, it will quickly become a unique phenomenon. So that was it for today, folks. Again, check out dynamicduotraining.com and their new book, The New Era of Fitness. And please subscribe to my channel on YouTube if you're watching it there or leave a rating on iTunes it would mean a lot and yeah I think that was it hope you enjoyed this and see you guys in the next episode